Coming up next on the Cultural Connections Podcast, the art of the Mediterranean cuisine. We'll be joined by Phil Emanuel, owner of Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill Restaurant in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts. This episode is being recorded live on Monday, September 20th, 2021. This is the Cultural Connections Podcast. And good afternoon, everybody. My name is Brian Ives, and I am the producer and the host of the Cultural Connections Podcast. Before I introduce our guest today, I want to remind all of our viewers that we are recording this episode live on Monday, September 20th, 2021. This episode is being live streamed on three different platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So therefore, if you have a question today you'd like to ask our guest at all during our live broadcast and you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, please feel free to put your questions in the comment section below and we'll answer your questions as we see them. Keeping in mind that I'm only able to monitor the one feed at a time, so we're going to start with for around 10 to 15 minutes monitoring our Facebook page. Followed by that, we'll be monitoring our Twitter page, and then at the end of the broadcast, we'll be monitoring uh, for the last latter half of the show our YouTube uh, feed. So without further ado, our topic on today's show is the art of the Mediterranean cuisine, and we're joined by a great uh, person to talk about that, the owner of Grape Leaf Mediterranean Restaurant in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts, Phil Emanuel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Great. Well, what I always do with each show is I have our guests introduce themselves. So if you can give our viewers a little bit more about your background and we'll tell us a little bit about the restaurant, but that's going to be a little bit majority of the show today. So don't dive too deep into it, but a little bit about it. Sure. So I was uh, born and raised in Newton. When I was about three years old, we moved uh, back to our country, which is uh, Greece, Rhodes, Greece, an island where my mother and father are from. Um, and then as a young child, we moved back. Um, so most of my uh, adult life has all been here, right in Newton, Mass. I started out as a auto mechanic. I went to Denver Automotive and Diesel College in Denver. And I did that for about 20 years or so. And, um, and then I started building carts for the Greenway, food carts. And that's where I wound up here with a restaurant uh, 20 years later. Very interesting. What a, uh, what a change in career path. Uh, can you tell our viewers then a little bit about what sparked your interest? Why did you, what, what made the uh, transition for you from the auto industry to the food industry? Completely, two, two, totally two different things. Uh, so about 20 years ago, I started thinking of making a career change. I always wanted to own a restaurant but I couldn't get the funding for it. So I kind of just put it on the back burner. And then um, a friend of a friend introduced me to a man that wanted to open up um, down the greenway when they were introducing the carts and the trucks. And he said, but I want a self-sustaining cart. Can you do something for me? So I built him a solar powered hot dog cart. And that he was successful with it. He had about three or four carts. And I said, why don't you do something with a Greek theme? And he said, I don't know enough about it. So long story short, I did it. I was down in front of Macy's for uh, a season, downtown Crosta. And from there, I got a uh, truck and I was down at St. Mary Street on BU. 
And from there, I found a spot in my uh, hometown of Newton in Newton Highlands. And it was a little run down and it needed a lot of work. So I rented it and did the build out in it. And it took me about three years while still running the cart, the uh, truck business. And that's where I wound up. Wow, well, that's very impressive. Um, then why, why don't we get, get what, what, tell us a little bit about this food truck. Let's start with that then. What, what, was that a similar cuisine of a food truck that it is to your restaurant? Yes, it was, but it was a lot, a lot smart, uh, smaller uh, menu. It was named uh, Renula's Greek Kitchen, which was after my mother's name, who was Renula. And that's where I learned uh, the art of the Rhodian Fair. <laughs> so um, I was the uh, number seven out of eight children. My mother was widowed very young and all the kids were in school. So uh, my other brother, older brother, George, and my younger brother, Nick, we kind of grouped together and had to hang out with all the uh, older ladies, <laughs> including my Maya, which is grandmother in Greek. So I took interest in it. They kind of just sat there and, you know, played with the dough while I was trying to learn to cook. So that's where my love came for. And that's where I learned a lot of the old secrets. And we still make it that way today. Wow, that's great. Well, now let's dive into what really the majority of this podcast is, and that is about your amazing restaurant, uh, Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill. Uh, tell our viewers a little bit about the restaurant, where you're located, and uh, how the restaurant really came into be, really. All right. Well, that's an interesting story. So as I mentioned, um, I found the location in Newton Hounds. It was a, a small rundown uh, used to be a baseball card shark, uh, shop that was here for about 20 years, I believe. Uh, it needed a lot of work. Uh, the landlord, the owner of the building was willing to lease it to me the way it was. And um, I wasn't really prepared to, to open the restaurant quite yet, but my lovely partner, Jill, um, was always doing arts and crafts at home. So I said, why don't you go in and we'll remodel it. Um, you can run your business out of there. When I'm ready to take over the lease, I will. So she came in and uh, she was here for about a year and a half and I was ready to take it over in January of 2015. And I don't know if you remember 2015, we had really bad snow and cold. Oh and yes, who can forget? <laughs> so the walls, the outside walls had collapsed here. I volunteered to, to negotiate with the landlord that I would come in and do all the build out myself to make it structurally sound. So I hired some people and I did a lot of the work myself and it took me almost three years to complete the restaurant. And that was finished in, without trying or without even thinking ahead, uh, we opened on February 10th, 2018, which happened to be my mother's birthday. Wow, what a uh, <laughs> symbolic date. Yeah, so um, so that's how the restaurant became uh, Grape Leaf a Mediterranean Grill. We wanted to cover all aspects of um, healthy food, healthy diet, uh, homemade, uh, original recipes. And uh, we were able to do that because we had a big enough facility to, to actually perform those tasks, which are very 
tedious, the grape leaves, et cetera, a very long process and labor intense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, why don't you tell, tell our viewers a little bit more about the restaurant? Um, so you, you've obviously, I mean, we're now in 2020, so almost it'll be four years in February, if I have that right. Is that right? Four years in February. Um, tell our viewers a little bit more about like what, what exactly your, the menu offers at the restaurant, what, how you came up with the menu and, and everything of, of that nature. So originally we had the menu as your basic staples. You would know um, from Greek uh, restaurants around the town or fast casual restaurants, uh, the yiddos, the sandwiches, things like that. And so slowly, or I should say rapidly, we came up with a giant menu with all the things I used to grow up eating. We had to kind of trim it down a little, um, but uh, some of the things that uh, you generally won't find in most fast casual places are uh, Uvetsi, which is a baked oven lamb shank or chicken or some kind of a roast. We do it with a lamb. Um, we do have uh, all our meats are uh, carved here. There's no process in it. We use a basic formula, which is just, like I said, all the old stuff that we used to use. Uh, how the people used to cook, and that's lemon, olive oil, maybe a little oregano and some other good spices. That's all. Um, it's all white meat, which you generally don't don't find white chicken meat. Um, we trim the fats off the porks and the lambs. So we pay a lot of attention to detail. Uh, we also have um, uh, our take on the falafel, which is uh, a little different. It's a Greek cook croquette. Um, that's very popular in Greece. We sell that. Um, and we have daily specials and weekly specials that we promote some of the older uh, recipes that we have. That's great. That's absolutely great. And before I go further, I want to remind all of our viewers here that we are recording this live, this episode live of the Cultural Connections podcast on Monday, September 20th, 2021. We're talking about the art of the Mediterranean cuisine with our guest, Phil Emanuel, owner of Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts. Um, let's continue talking about this restaurant because obviously, I mean, you what let's talk about why i mean obviously yes you grew up in newton but was there anything else that drew you to newton highlands in that particular spot sure um well newton highlands is where my family settled yep. uh, they, after they came to this country they went through you know the usual steps of immigrants from new york and then family moved here um so this is I, I enjoy the people here. I enjoy the uh, diversity that comes through this door. There's all kinds. And I just had a real affection for Newton Highlands. And when I could find a space um, in the Highlands is why I, why I wanted it so bad. I had my girl hold on to it for almost two years. Absolutely. Special, special, special area for me. Definitely. No, I, I see what you're saying. Now, let's fast forward two years to March 2020, where everyone was impacted one way or another by this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it especially, as it's known, hit restaurants relatively hard. How, how did the COVID-19 pandemic impact the success of your restaurant? 
Um, well, it was, it was really difficult at first um, as everyone went through the unknown and how long it would last and what do we have to do to protect ourselves? What do we have to do to protect my employees and staff and uh, customers? So fortunate for me, uh, my partner Jill is a, a medical doctor. So I got a lot of good information from her and a lot of precautionary things. Um, but for the first, uh, I would say until probably June or close to July, um, it, it was difficult, but we learned a lot during those months. We learned uh, to be creative and what we can do between uh, delivering to people's homes, fruits and vegetables that we could get, um, besides uh, prepared dinner meals, individually wrapped uh, COVID safety, giving to uh, Newton Food Pantry and other um, other organizations that needed help during the pandemic. We, we delivered and we created food from soups to uh, canned goods. Um, so that kind of pulled us through uh, the tough times knowing that we were helping other people as well as just being community oriented and, and really, really push, pushing through it. Unfortunately, we did have to cut a lot of the staff's hours, um, but I retained them all and I didn't draw a salary up until probably last uh, December, um, just to be sure that uh, everyone here had their insurance, had to, you know, all that was kept up. So absolutely, it affected us, but we learned quite a bit. And I think that really helped us excel for the second wave of, um, of the new variants. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll have the same success as we did before. Absolutely, well, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, let's talk about, your, continue on with talking about your menu though for a few minutes. I feel that every restaurant out there must have a dish out there that it's most popular or most known for what would you say is the dish at grape leaf that is the most popular or most known dish that people go come back to over and over for well there's a couple one is the vegan plate we call it mm -hmm. which has um, our homemade tabbouleh falafel tofu and uh, stuffed grape leaves that's one the other is any of our plates, but especially the chicken kebab plate or the lamb kebab plate is the biggest sellers. And then for lunch, we have the Mediterranean bowl because you get a side of rice, a side of Greek salad and a side of protein. So that's a big hit, especially, um, like I say, during the lunch hours. Very impressive. And again, I just want to remind all of our viewers, if you are just tuning in now live, we are recording this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast live on Monday, September 28th, 2021. We're discussing the art of the Mediterranean cuisine with our guest, Phil Emanuel, owner of the Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill Restaurant in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts. And if you have questions you'd like answered and you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, we're about to switch over to monitoring Twitter now, but if you have questions and you're still on Facebook, feel free to ask your questions and we will gladly answer them uh, in our comments below. Um, my next question to you then is talking about 
um, then that we continuing on with the menu, it, besides being the most popular dishes, I feel like there, there's the most, there's always a dish in a restaurant that most people wouldn't think about as being something that they, that they should try. What would you say then is the dish that most people don't think about, but is a, is a great dish? Um, I would have to say probably the, it sounds crazy, but the uh, falafel, our falafel is, we, it's probably our number, close to our number one seller. Hmm. Uh, you can have that in a plate, in a sandwich, or by itself. It's uh, made a little different than the traditional falafel. It's made the Greek way. The Greeks do not have a falafel. They have revistikis kepteris, which just means a chickpea croquette. And um, so people aren't sure because it's a long name and um, they get interested. I give them a little uh, sample of it and they haven't stopped coming back. That's impressive. Very much impressive. Um, now let's talk about just in general. I mean, how did you come to terms with the name of your restaurant, Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill? What, what I mean, obviously Grape Leaf is Mediterranean, but what led to that name? So, um, one of my favorite dishes growing up was my uh, Yaya's grape leaves or tomatas, or as she used to call them, yapraitya. It's an old uh, word. But um, so I said, this is what I want to focus it around because generally you can get uh, vegetarian grape leaves <clears throat> most anywhere now, but you can't get uh, grape leaves with meat. So <laughs> Uh, since it was my favorite, uh, I decided to call it Grape Leaf. I think it sounds um, refreshing, healthy, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't limit us to just uh, Greek food. We, we like to keep evolving the Greek food, so we add different uh, takes on some of the more traditional dishes as well, or we'll add, like I said before, with our daily specials, we'll produce uh, something a little out of the ordinary. Um, our take on chicken masala or um, our lasagna, pasticcio. So we, we do little things with it. And, that, and that's what the grape leaf name kind of represents. It's uh, not just Greek. It's, it's from the neighboring uh, countries around the Mediterranean in America. Absolutely. No, that's great. Well, I, I, upon exploring your menu, you also have some items that one would think are not probably, maybe I'm wrong, I'm in the most known as Greek food, like you have on your menu, a lobster roll, for example. What led you to decide to not just have that Greek food, but also have a lobster roll on, on the menu? Well, we don't have enough fish food here. <laughs> I love fish. I, I don't know if you can say that lobster is a fish because it's a crustacean, whatever, but um, so we didn't have it a lot growing up, uh, but what we did is uh, we would have it with a little Greek oregano, maybe some uh, celery salt, maybe a little cumin. So it adds a little bit of a Greek flair to it. Um, the lobsters in Greece, generally, you, if you're local, you never buy because they're very small. They're sweet, but they're very small, but they only have one claw. It's a little bit different than here and the prices is just too much. So we, uh, I love lobster and I love lobster rolls. So I just decided to put a little twist on it. 
and we've had much success with it. Oh, that's great. Now, let's specifically, I mean, as you examine how, I mean, obviously, as I said, we mentioned before, with your menu, you came up with with a lot, really, I mean, a good sized menu. What, 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 how did you choose specifically what you were going to put on the menu? What, what, how did you come to terms of choosing exactly what was going to go on the menu? I'm sure that if you talk about so much with you, probably had to narrow it down to a bunch of different things, but how did you get to choose from what your menu to what you have today? So I wrote down uh, about a dozen things, I think, in the beginning. And what happened was um, I kept writing. And I said to myself, I'm going to keep it small. I'm going to keep it small, simple. And, uh, and then I remembered another food I loved. And then I remembered another food I loved. So I, actually, the menu was even quite larger than, than this. And um, that's some of, the, some of the ones that we didn't that we don't do every day is some of the things that we introduce weekly or daily um, as the season goes on. Oh, that's that's great. Now let's talk them. That's a great segue. Then let's you say you have seasonal items. Can you give us some examples and on what you mean by seasonal items? Like what what are some of those seasonal items that you usually offer? Sure. Besides, besides the lobster, right? Um, we do. Um, well, we have desserts that we do year round, but besides the lobster, as far as dishes go, uh, we do a stuffed um, apple pie made from phyllo. We do a um, a meat pie. Um, it's like a minced meat um, in a phyllo with cheese. Um, we do lamb, uh, excuse me, lamb chops that are grilled with just lemon and olive oil. Um, we do an orzo, baked orzo and a lamb, roasted like a lamb dinner. Um, we do a uh, lemon chicken, uh, whole chickens and half and quarters. Um, we do the roasted potatoes. Those are a staple here. Mm. So um, there's uh, quite a bit of uh, traditional um, uh, oven items that we do. Absolutely. Oh, desserts like lucamales, and, which is a, like a fried dough, but it's made with yogurt. Um, and different soups. Um, a traditional soup we have every day is the avocado lemono chicken lemon soup, uh, which is really po uh, popular. We do a beef uh, daiki, which is um, uh, like a Greek hamburger with spices tomato and onion. Uh, we do a spicy feta spread. Um, and we have different cheeses. And we also do, uh, come the fall, we do um, fasolaikia, which is steamed green beans with uh, tomatoes, carrots, and uh, fresh uh, Greek spices. Wow, well, that that's, all sounds amazing. And before, again, we go further, I want to remind one more time here to our viewers that are watching as we start to reach near the final, uh, for a little bit of the last few minutes of our broadcast here, but we are recording this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast live on Monday, September 20th, 2021. We're discussing the art of the Mediterranean cuisine uh, with our guest, Phil Emanuel, owner of Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts. Um, 
So let's backtrack as a because you talk about all of this food, which obviously you love. Is there a favorite dish as a kid that's maybe not on your menu that you would like to have on your menu that you would um, that you would think about a, a lot? Uh, I think I'm sure I can. You caught me off guard here. I would probably. I would probably say that as far as dessert goes, like Jalapa Budico, which my aunt was a fabulous baker and I cannot recreate what she makes. I wish I could. I've tried and I can't do it. My sister comes close, but it's mostly, um, I would say some, as far as dessert goes, that and, well, the octopus, the grilled octopus is another one. Huh. Oh, very interesting. We have that every now and then, but it's just, it's uh, just never the same as when my mother cooked it. Huh. Grilled octopus, something I've never, interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I think most people were expecting to hear. <laughs> um, but in, in our in our final few minutes, uh, that we, before we start to wrap up here Let, let's I, I, again give one more plug to your restaurant so again run our viewers exactly where you are located um and uh how they can find your restaurant sure we're located in the heart of newton highlands at six lincoln street um you can go to greatleafnewton.com is our website and you can find all the information you need, including the menu and pricing, or delivery, or curbside pickup. Um, our phone number is 617-527-5366, which was my original home number growing up. I retained it. So. Oh, wow. Boy, you really brought the, this restaurant into home. Very, very cool. Well, with that said, it's amazing how fast these episodes can fly by. I want to thank all of our, uh, thank Phil Emanuel, owner of Grape Leaf Mediterranean Grill, for joining us today. And I want to remind all of our viewers that if you have questions <laughs> or or comments that you did not get to answer, that you would like answered, please feel free to email me directly at Brian Ives, B-R-I-A-N, I V as in Victor E S at gmail.com. And we will gladly get those questions answered for you. If you're local in the Newton or greater Boston area for that matter, go check out Grape Leaf. And uh, we, we, I should have put a disclaimer probably at the, the beginning of this episode that if you should have eaten probably a good meal before tuning into this episode, or now maybe you're going to want to head right on over to the restaurant after watching this episode because we talked a lot about a lot of great food. I know I made myself hungry. I should have eaten probably before watching uh, this, before recording this episode. But I want to thank Phil again for joining us. If you have suggestions for future episodes of the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, directly again through that same email address, Brian Ives at gmail.com, B R I A N I V S and Victor E S at gmail.com. We're open to all suggestions. We'll be recording the next episode of the Cultural Connections podcast live on Friday, October 1st, uh, 2021. Again, with, with the time to be determined. So stay tuned. You'll see the information posted coming soon on our social media channels for that. 
I want to thank everyone again for watching, and we will see you again next time on the Cultural Connections Podcast. I'm Brian Ives, and I am the producer and the host of the Cultural Connections Podcast. Thanks for watching. Thank you again for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections Podcast. For more information on today's episode, be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch this episode again in its entirety on our YouTube channel. This podcast is also available on listening platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Radio Public, and New TV. Thanks again for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections Podcast.